Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast with Listomania, the mm. best of 2022. My name's Ernest. Um, I am fan of music, Hunter. Or at least I think I'm a fan of music. You guys are gonna have to teach me what music is today, because I don't. I I always get it mixed up. Like, is this music right now? If you fuck it up, you might get a chunky. Music is real. Music exists. I can't tell you what it is. I can only tell you what it feels like. But you know it when you see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god! Now, that's that is music. music. Yeah. That is music. Spoil my list. <laughs> <laughs> he had to it's announce the, it too. Oh, Eminem, by the way. The the twelfth anniversary of Love the Way You Lie came out this year, so we wow. have to honor that. I was thinking, what is he talking about? Is that the Dr. Dre anthem? Remember uh, when, uh, what was the song called? Uh, I Need a Doctor came out and Dr. Dre was like, guys, I'm back. Dr. Dre, he's still here. And then he never released any music to follow it up. That's Dr. honestly baller as hell. Dr. Just, Dre is here yeah. with us today. Dre W. And Dre W. Musical guest. Danny, welcome. Dirty Diddy. Dirty Diddy. <laughs> Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it With a, a possible spoiler for your list on your shirt right now as we speak here. Perhaps. For the audio viewers. I'm actually watching all 10 of my Coheed shirts. Oh, okay. Death, cool, cool, cool. Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. That's why you got to have 11. Yeah. yeah. See, I one for every day of the week and a half. Welcome <laughs> to the best albums of 2022. Happy New Year. It's 2023. We're here. We're back. We're energized. Mm -hmm. How was everyone's break? Good. I went to Miami. Miami. Hung out with Abuela. How's Tua doing? Uh, hurt. Compressed. I don't know if we can talk about that. <laughs> okay. Is he doing better than... Um... Don't. Uh, <laughs> you're not legally I was going to say Kevin McCarthy. Jeez. All right. Shall we talk about some albums? How are um, we feeling? What about the state of the music industry in 2022? Any like overall thoughts? Any major shifts this year? Any notable trends? Any anything like that? No. So coming into this episode, I was thinking that there wasn't a, a lot of music that I loved this year. And uh, when I actually like sat down and tallied it all up, I think this was a good year. I, mm -hmm. there, yeah. yeah. I, lot of lot very of albums deep. it's a very very it's a deep bench year yeah i would say yeah a lot of, a lot of uh a, like a good amount of my list is uh existing bands who have, or, or artists who have been around for years but like sort of reinvented themselves in a way uh which i think is very cool makes sense in like a post-covid world you know like emerging like different okay um, so we're back so drew had just gone into a whole I was like exploration yeah, I was on the year and shit. in music, and uh, we figured out that it was good. Um, <laughs> we were not recording it the way it needed to be. Cool. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to need you to take that again from the top. Man, it's like in, in Pop Star when they fight off the bees, <laughs> but the camera's off. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's tough. Have you seen that movie, Pop yeah, Star? Never yeah. stop popping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lonely Island. Andy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I think we're back. All right, good year for music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, it was definitely a loaded year. I felt like I could have made a top twenty like very easily. It's I don't know about you guys, but it was 
probably one of the toughest years that we've had since doing this as far as actually finalizing a top 10 because I think that it's a very, I think it's a very deep bench, but I will say I don't have any albums on my list that I would say are 10 out of 10s. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I have a lot of albums that are pretty goddamn close, like especially as we get to the top of my list that like, I just want to fire these up all the time. But you know, there's some years where something comes out. It's just like, oh no, like instant classic. Yeah, this will fine. just this is a to pimp a butterfly level kind of thing where this is just going to exist in our lives forever. Yeah, I don't know if I felt that way about this year. That's not to say that this wasn't still a great year for movies. Still a lot of or a great year for albums. A lot of music that like I really did enjoy. I listened to more music this year than I have in new music. Yeah, than I have in probably the last like ten years. Um, I think the part that's just having a job working from home and just Grooving. being able to just sit on Spotify all day mm-hmm. and just like fire up Spotify discover and just see what the algorithm shits out for me. Yeah. I, a lot of my albums were recommended by Spotify. <laughs> I, I don't know. To the, St. Vincent. <laughs> yeah. That was last year for sure. Um, but there's a couple picks on my list that, are only here because the fucking algorithm recommended them to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that has ever happened before where like I instantly fell in love with new shit. Um, one mean, band in particular, like is one of my new favorites. Um, Fontaine's DC. Like, hey! holy shit. Nice. Like we're going to get into that album. Mm-hmm. Fucking rock and roll. I, I found them on my release radar when they dropped. And yeah, I immediately like dropped him in the group chat. Like this, this is my shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goatee has logged on. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, but that you're right, Drew, that uh, something that you said before uh, everything got lost and you you waxed on poetically about the year and uh, yeah. and music. It, was, it um, killed the recording. Yeah, it was too it good. It was so good. Also, uh, I should say AOT. Go- Goatee is game of the year. I thought you were talking about the guy who does somebody that I used to oh, know. Oh, that's Goatee. Goatee. <laughs> okay. Um, you didn't have to cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that you were talking about uh, was that a lot of established bands and artists that reinvented themselves this year. And I think that for the most part, I really love the direction of a lot of these artists. Even if like the album itself, I do like a lot. It's more about like the trajectory that I can now see a the band narrative. and artist being around for a while. They're incorporating a new sound, incorporating some new ideas into their music where I'm like, oh, perfect like i can already lay out the next seven to ten years for your career and just like see where this is going to build to yeah exactly it's a lot of there are a lot of natural progressions and then yeah some like i mean you were just talking about fontaine's dc they didn't sound like that they're, yeah yeah it's like their fourth or fifth album right yeah and they like didn't that, yeah. sound, like they i knew of them for years and years because i i used to be like mega into like the the you know british uh indie rock pop world and uh they didn't fucking sound like that. Right. Like they, they came out different. Um, and there are a lot of bands on my list that are exactly like that. And some, some that just like made a natural step in the right direction too, which I also appreciate. Um, we can't all just be like beautiful butterflies. Mm-hmm. We got to grow into ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, uh, any other thoughts, Danny on the year music? Uh, I mean, yeah, there was just, I felt like there was just way too much music this year. I Yeah, I, you you were panicking a little I, bit. I was. I was like, Ernest, I need 20. I need 20. Yeah. Give me 15. Give me 15. No, I'll take 10. Whatever. Now, you know. Well, you this know is a five-hour podcast. Yeah, it was, it was just way too much. But uh, 
like after you know basically ranting to Mitzel every day, uh, I was just like, I think this one's better than this one, babe. And you know, like I could talk about this one, and it's just did like, she uh, did she give you a, a top ten or a top five or something? I explained to, to her my list, and like sometimes she'd be like, "You are." Ranking with your emotions. You need to. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. No, like, but I think that that's it's good to rank with your emotions. I don't know about you guys. We've but been doing this for this a while was, now. No, this but was such a deep year. It's that, like pity ranking, though. You oh know? yeah, like it's pity like, ranking. Yeah, she's oh, like your pity ranking. Yeah, you're like, like oh, I guess I have to have Harry's house number one, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Um, you do. Yeah, I give this guy a break already. I think that like this year, because of it being such a deep year. I really like kind of just went full subjectivity this year on my yeah. list. Like you kind of have to at a certain point. Yeah. I just kind of put the shit that's resonated with me the most all year. And like, yeah. if I was going to make a list, this is more than any other year. If I was going to make a list of what I think are quote unquote, the top 10 best albums and what my 10 favorite albums are, yeah, Machine Gun this Kelly. is one of the difference. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Machine Gun Kelly. It's, 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 it's MGK. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, you can't say that word He's anymore. Emo Ernest. and punk, Kelly. And cool. Did really? Ed, did Ed Sheeran put out an album this year? Um, I think Eighteen got a remaster. Okay, so, so yeah, objective. Yeah. Yeah. Objective. Since there was so much music, I had to like. I was talking to you about how I made a rubric, pretty much like a ranking system on how interesting how I can say you scored this shit. Yeah, how I can say an album is like better or not. I didn't put the actual numbers I gave it. But uh, are you gonna are you gonna dive into the? I'll the just say really quickly. This? It's pretty much like you get like points for how re-listenable the whole album is, how much um, songs that stand on their own, lyrics if it matters. Like because some people, you know, lyrics don't matter. That's not what they're going for, production wise. And then minus points for skippable songs. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Okay, I like this. That's yeah. a good. That's a good point system. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> before we dive in, some some housekeeping things uh 2022 we're about to hit a year uh since we started video on youtube on this podcast so this is the first listomania on youtube but this is actually i think the fifth one we have done we like to start the year off with our list we're not some fucking Mm -hmm. sold Mm -hmm. out media conglomerate putting out our top 10 albums in like mid-october yeah Um, fuck that when the clock strikes midnight on December December thirty first into mm-hmm. January first, mm-hmm. that's when I that get is out. The end of that's the when year. I get out my quill pen and my papyrus, and I start <laughs> scribbling my lists in papyrus. The font, of yes, course. yeah. I chisel it into stone. Actually, <laughs> yeah, into I start your computer. Chiseling. You well, chisel you're old computer. School. You're really old school, really, so so January. It's a great time to sit back, relax, and look back on the year and not feel like there's a massive gap in uh new shit coming out because we're talking about the old shit that came out the following year. So that's how we do it here. And we're going to spend all month long counting it down. Uh, albums, TV shows, movies, and then the Wabamies or award show to cap it all off. Um, we should say uh, a little programming note next week actually will be our 10 hour review of Megan. So okay. of course we I, have I thought to stay tuned I thought you were going to say it was our um, ten hour review of this podcast. Yeah, that it was going to be like a Bo Burnham. Situation <laughs> we should do no, you where know, we yeah, we should ourselves. we should do a commentary episode <laughs> of our podcast. Yeah, no, Megan, let's go full Kaufmanism. Apparently, just, Megan is good. It looks good. Yeah, it looks fun. Okay, I like a good dumb 
mm. horror movie as much as the next <laughs> it guy. It has like apparently has like a ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Drew just busted out the rose uh, right. seltzer. What's the review? What's the honest review? Hashtag honest review. It's like the coheed of roses. It smells like pee. <laughs> okay. All right. What and kind of pee? No, that's just give me. it an animal. That, that's are me. we talking cat? Are we talking human? It smells like I think it smells like my pee. Okay. Oh, like you have you been drinking a lot of water can? today? Or? Did you bring that can from home? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's definitely pee, human pee. Give it a hue. It like how? Good. What what dark? What, what's the darkness looking? Like? Taste is okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Oh, you mean of the piss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like pretty concentrated, but not not too. And like, okay, not, it's not like like almost bordering on brown. Yeah. The the. The uh, progression of the drinks I'm going to have tonight is going to be really fucked up. So if I start acting strange, it's because I'm 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 going to have a malt liquor after this. That's another tradition, uh, Danny. This is our third Listomania with you, and each one uh, each year has gone progressively more inebriated and longer. Last year we had to break it up into, into two episodes, which I am fully preparing our to do that three and today. a half hour podcast last year. We gotta be honest with ourselves, that's probably gonna happen again. Uh, I am hoping in theory, if there's four of us with each a top ten, that's 40 picks. Oh boy. In theory, if we spend three minutes on each one, that's a two hour pod, baby. Well, there's gonna be overlap too, so you exactly. <laughs> We could get this thing down. What's our time at? You now? could have We're, said this before every episode we've ever the, recorded. The over under is three hours fifteen minutes. Yeah, I would. I'm picking the over. That's a that's a push. I'll take the under. I'll take the under by like three twelve. And it's now, and now because Hunter's a degenerate, he's gonna like stop talking for the rest. Yeah, of I'm gonna the actually. Can I live bet? <laughs> like this? My number ten is actually. A blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna live. Cohen was amazing. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> he's gonna interrupt everyone to make sure that um, we finish it. Okay. And what's next? <laughs> okay. Number ten. So here's what here's what we're gonna do. Oh, nice! He's got the. I am wheel. doing the wheel um, on here. I'm also oh. like strategically placing my computer so that Danny doesn't look at. I know. My list. Okay, okay. Oh, so you can look at my <laughs> list, but I can't look at yours. Okay, I need to explain something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get this off your chest. I gang. made my 2022 <laughs> albums playlist public. Well, I didn't make it. I just didn't make it private. And Ernest looked at it. So he knows. Not only what did I I'm, look at it, I listened to it. And he yeah. got fucking busted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just happened to be on Spotify and be like, wow, look, <laughs> Ernie and Danny are listening to the same exact song. The same and exact the exact same song. playlist. That's a crazy <laughs> thing. Like that is a, that is a cosmic <laughs> moment right there. And it's like, you know, your mom leaves and, you know, she expects you not to go in the cookie jar. And, you know... You got to be a good boy mm-hmm. and, or girl. And you you have failed the marshmallow test. Okay, mm-hmm. but if mom leaves the cookie jar unlocked, like if the padlock isn't there. Follow directions. If there's no cat. big old combination <laughs> lock that you have to twist around, you're going to eat some fucking cookies. Okay. Jeez. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm Dave, sorry. I invaded Was it your only 10 here. albums or was there at least some? There was that more. Could throw there the was scent? more. Okay. okay. There was so more. The, okay. So at least, at least you might not know the full thing. I will say I am glad I listened to it because <laughs> now there are albums that I hadn't really given a solid shot that I listened to today, and I'll, I'll be able to talk to them with you about. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe okay. I'll put them on. Maybe the, I won't. The last year, anytime that he sees you're listening to a song on Spotify, he puts on that song. <laughs> <laughs> What's the end of this thing? To- at, at any hour, <laughs> he like gets up out of bed. Lee, wait. 
I, what's Danny was God, Jamiroquai again? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can't I, do any more of this. Oh, shitty lights. No more Polyphia, please. <laughs> hey, no spoilers. Um, okay, so yeah. let's. I'm watching the spin. Let's do this. Okay, so how do I spin? Oh, click to spin. Here we go. Let's take a look. All right. Our four names are spinning, and it's landing it's on me. So what I get the first. Are we going hey. clockwise, counterclockwise? Shoot. What should we do? Let's just go. Let's go down the. Let's go down the down the couch. Couch. Yeah, just, yeah. Okay. Just go ahead. So the order is going to be me, Danny, Drew, Hunter, right. and if there's any overlap, we will save the discussion until the person with the highest pick has it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Ten to one. Our top ten albums of 2022. Here we go. My number one pick or number ten pick. <laughs> you act like, like we're like drafting the albums. <laughs> number ten pick. <laughs> With the 10th pick in his drafts, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Do, 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 do. My number. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to sit. God damn it. Oh, know. man. You're really making us work for we it. Can't make Ernie, money. this is the guy who was just like, listen, if we, if do we like all three do minutes of down. <laughs> Ernie, this is more work for you. I don't. Once we leave this studio, I don't do shit. Right. There's just, this just gets put up on the airwaves for I, all I know. I like cutting it down. It's a fun time, you know, <laughs> okay. it's, right. it, it's now that we, now that I can see us like on video, it's like, oh, I'm back. Do you I'm like to have, you're like having again. a parasocial relationship <laughs> with your actual friends. <laughs> you, can just, like, you can just like send us a text. Okay. <laughs> My number 10 pick, the pick is in, is the overload by Yard Act. Hey, this is oh. on my top 20. Nice. Okay. This is a great um, album. I've been riding on this album for a while now. It came out like early in the year. Very, yeah. It was, first it was half early. of the year. Um, it's the debut album by Yard Act. I should say, I should call them Yard Act. Because okay. they're British. Is that bad? <laughs> okay, As cool. fuck. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what accent? I know there was up. a lot of. Yard It was like a little Boston. Because they all have cotton balls in their mouth. <laughs> um. This and Fontaine's DC, which will come up later, later, <laughs> is uh, like two sides of the same coin in the succession of Arctic Monkeys. Rest in peace. You put out a solid effort this year. I applaud you. I salute you. Solid's generous. Alex Turner. I salute you with my hand, but not with my ears. They... These these guys are like, okay, this is what Arctic Monkeys would sound like if they originated in the 2020s. Hmm. They would be a little bit more political, a little bit more kind of influenced by electronic sounds. Um, this album absolutely rocks. It sags quite a bit in the middle. Yes. Um, That's why it's lower on my list. It has filler to, to yeah. go to Danny's uh, rubric. Songs. Skip my songs are tough. But it is so fucking good in the beginning and in the end. It is kind of bookended by these incredible fucking tracks mm -hmm. um, that I just can't, I can't help but get it like right up there um, in my, in my top 10. I, it, there was a, there was a moment during this year when I was listening to some of these songs over and over and over and over um, so yeah, the first chunk of songs, the overload dead horse, uh, and even payday and rich 
starts out really strong and then it ends absolutely banger double header of pour another and 100 endurance and it's very unique the guy's voice is um it's almost like he's talking like he's doing like a like a bob dylan yeah. or like uh it's it's he's not singing there are points where it does get a little melodic but the the kind of uh spoken word quality of the vocal delivery juxtaposed with the really kind of out there you know and simplistic instrumentals it, it's not like it's super ex, uh, experimental but there are lots of melodic moments that contrast really well with such kind of a dry vocal delivery and that synthesis was like perfect perfect in these songs this was a big year for uh like spoken word or guys with like very untraditional uh vocal styles <laughs> albums i have a couple on my list that are going to be coming up later on here yeah definitely <laughs> i yeah i i definitely know a couple of those there there just, that style particularly in uh england and ireland is just like absolutely booming right now uh like the most the most stark example is definitely dry cleaning who did they put out an album last year and I never got to it and I feel bad because I love dry cleaning but um that's that's literally just a woman speaking very calmly yeah <laughs> um I love it uh, I think I think it opens the door to focusing more on lyrics without taking away anything from the song cuz you're subtracting the element of vocal melody if yeah, that makes sense a lot of this album is about kind of the post Brexit England and a lot of the social issues that they're dealing with over there. And I don't know, it's like a, a cool little peek at like our version of the kind of leftist movement uh, that seems to be powering a lot of the youth culture over there. It's maybe not the most studious <laughs> uh, kind of uh, insight, but to put that into your album, I think is cool. And yeah, I don't know. It's a really unique sound. Also, check out the music video for 100% Endurance. It features David Thewlis. Oh, it's really good. Nice. So that's my number 10. It is The Overload by Yard Art. Is that close? I can't tell if that was better or worse. I feel like that was like better but more offensive. Yard <laughs> Yard Act. The <laughs> band is called Yard Yard, yard, yard Act. Yard Act. Yard Act. All right, number 10, Danny. Uh I might get to save it just cuz it was on so many lists, but I picked Always Blue Rev. Hey. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh, so this is on your further up on your list, Drew? Yeah, mm. motherfucker. All the all the All the vase. All the vase. All the vase. Okay, Drew. Fucking great. Great album. Number nine My, or we'll, number ten. Sorry. We'll probably have to wait for this. Uh, it's Black Midi. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to wait on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't think that mine will be on any list because I would give this my uh, Spotify Discover Weekly Award uh, for the year for me. Uh, it's a little band by the name of Pool Kids. You guys ever heard of Pool Kids? Yeah, I think it's come so up on my. Drew algorithm. and I actually saw them open up for Origami Angel That's whenever they played is. here in town. And they were really good. They were great live. And their album popped up on, on Spotify for me, like right whenever it came out. I listened to uh, a couple of songs that like popped up in my Discover Weekly. I was like, oh, I like this. Like, save the album. And, you know, it just kind of reaches those points whenever you're listening to so much music throughout the year that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And seeing them live really made me want to go back in and listen to this album. And this album just 
it fucking rules, man. It has like the way that I would describe it is like it's got this early Paramore vibe to it. But if Paramore, instead of going down the pop route and kind of bringing in those 80s pop synth sounds, if they just kind of embrace more of like a math, mathy prog rock influence. But there is still plenty of pop punk to them. Um, if you like Origami Angel, then I highly recommend these guys. Like, I think that there is a saved. lot of elements right there. Um, they were extremely cool live. They were a perfect opener. They have like this real polish to them. One, got to give a shout out. They're from Tallahassee. Our own. No way. That's so cool. Probably the best band to come out of Tallahassee since Creed ever. Um, <laughs> Go radio. Uh, but this album is Mayday Parade. I think that uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think that this band is really going to go places. They already, uh, I mentioned Paramore. It's because Haley Williams discovered them after their first album. and was like, hey, I wish that we sounded more like this early versions of us. Um, they This whole album was produced by a guy named Mike Vernon Davis, who you might not know the name offhand, but he produced such albums as Near My God and Transatlanticism. Foxing. Nice. Yep. Um, and I would say... A lot of the production on this album, I mean, they're different sonically because this has more pop punk influence, but it does remind me a lot of transatlanticism. If you like kind of took that sound, that polished, but not with too much of a sheen on it to like the drums mm-hmm. um, and push that into what the 2020s version of it would be. So highly recommend it. A um, couple songs to check out that I'd recommend. Uh, that's Physics Baby. One of my favorite songs of the year, catchy as hell. Um, talk too much. If you like Paramore, like that is a perfect entryway. Like she sounds like Haley Williams on that song. It's kind of crazy. Um, and then I hope you're right and swallow are just two absolute bangers. So highly recommend this album. Oh yeah, Pool Kids. Pool Kids. Um, what's the name of the album? Uh, the album is called Pool Kids. Oh, self titled. Self titled. Yeah. All right, we're <laughs> back around to me. For number nine, my number nine is We've Been Going About This All Wrong by Sharon Van Etten. Nice. I'm glad that this made your list because I I really like this album and it just didn't make the cut. But It's it's a really good album. It's really emotional and sensitive and slow in the right places, but it does find its moments to to pick up the pace a little bit and not just be kind of one note the whole time. She really knows how to rock you when you need to but the majority of this album is going to be sort of a slower more mellow listen her voice is incredible she's such a talented singer um and i i really really got into her with her last album uh remind me tomorrow which was uh on my top 10 i think that it was on all three of our top yeah it was on was that that 19 or 19 yep uh yeah, I'm yes. pretty sure that was on all three of our lists that year. I that album is excellent. If anything, like it almost hurt. We've been going about this all wrong. That I it didn't capture me on the first listen the same way that remind it, me. Tomorrow it took did. me a couple. It's it's a little bit more, uh, like more melodic, more her like more emotional. It doesn't quite have the the same punchy. Exactly, to it. exactly. Like uh, a song like Seventeen off of mm-hmm. Remind Me Tomorrow that feels like this kind of huge anthemic song this one doesn't really have that but it does have some some good tracks i mean um the ones i wrote down are headspace i'll try and come back come back being like the closest thing to a 17 
on this thing. But yeah, it's it's gloomy, it's moody, it's sad. Good for a rainy day, you know, if you don't have a lot going on. Um, and yeah, it's slow with big operatic moments throughout to kind of give you that dynamic change of pace. Um, so it stays in- interesting as, you know, kind of that album front to back listen. So I really enjoyed it. I really needed something on my list that wasn't super like heavy rock or hip hop or something like that and was a little bit more mellow, a little bit more chill. And this is like that perfect um, spot for something like that. So it's We've Been Going About This All Wrong by Sharon Van Etten. That is my number nine. Nice. Danny, number nine. Uh, hopefully I'll get to speak this time. <laughs> uh, Domi and J.D. Beck's Not Tight. Go for it. Go ahead. Okay. Wow. I was like, uh, you you oh. did post about this on the group yeah, chat. Yeah. So I mean, I found out about them through that uh, Thundercat video, where he did that Adult Swim festival with Ariana Grande, like performed them changes, and then Dami and JD Beck are in the back, uh, keyboard and drums, and so they did. They're a jazz fusion duo. They've been around for a little bit. Um, so they actually signed. They were found. Uh, Anderson Pack signed them to his label. So that's why we're happy that he got that, you know, Bruno Mars money, hey, you yeah. know, like, you know, pushing good music forward. Um, the cool thing about it is that it's like every time you listen to it, you get something new out of it. It's like a lot of different like layers to all the music and uh, the way that I mean, J.D. Beck is insane at the drums and um, Domi and and J.D. Beck, like they just like perfectly complement each other. Like they have beautiful chemistry. They're constantly going back and forth. When you watch their live performances, they're constantly like eyeing each other to see what they're going to do next. Cause it like, I feel like this was a really good opportunity for them to push like as closely as they could replicate like their live performance into a record. So it was, um, it was just like, I felt like it could have been executed a little better, but I think this is really good for their first attempt at it. Um, like I said, in, incredible like talent between the two. This album has some really cool features. It's got Anderson Pack, Mac DeMarco, Busta Rhymes, Snoop Dogg, Herbie Hancock, and Thundercat. Um, and the only person I have to blame for liking this is not Thundercat, but it's my dad. He liked jazz music when I was a, when I was a kid. And so the dad recommend? No, my dad has no like no, he would never listen to this. It's just he oh. always listened to jazz in the car. And me and my mom and my brother, you listen to elevator music, dad. You know, <laughs> and, and so you, you watched Whiplash one time, and you're like, jazz is actually pretty <laughs> fucking metal. I don't know, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just um, it was like it just like really stuck with me. I'm like, shit, I like jazz just like my dad. What do you um, think could have been better? You said it could have been executed better. I I felt like a lot of the songs, they end like very abruptly mm. because like they could have gone a lot longer. The loop just cuts out. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some songs that like it, uh, man, I can't, I think it's not tight. It's like, it feels like it's about to end, but then it like picks back up and then it constantly like, that was like very awesome. But to fit like that kind of like power into a three minute space is like really tough, mm. but it still was able to get some highlights and there's some like very unique moments that like blow you away with their talent. Um, my favorite songs on it are what up uh, bowling with Thundercat was really good. Um, I love two shrimps with Mac DeMarco the most and obviously take a chance with Anderson pack 
is a really good one. That is a good song. I do. I I gave this album a listen, and it I kind of forgot about it to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest. And I uh, I need to go back and revisit it. I do love that song with Anderson Pack though. It's one of those that like you need the really good headphones because you're gonna miss something because mm-hmm. there's so many like different sounds you really need to pay attention to to really get the full experience. It's not something that I don't think it's something you can like. Uh, you know, like have in the background to appreciate. It's something you like really need to pay attention more to. More active. Mm. Yeah, it's more active listen, even though like most of the songs don't have words to them, but the ones that have the special guests obviously do. Uh they were on Jimmy Fallon or was it <laughs> was it Jimmy Fallon? It was Tonight one of the show? shows. Uh the Tonight Show, I think. Yeah. Um with uh Mac DeMarco recently. Nice. Yeah. But really cool stuff. Not tight. And the I in tight is lowercase, mm, and everything just, else is capitalized. Get by, that right. Nice. Oh, it's because the I in Domi is uh, lowercase. Wow. Cool. Domi and JD Beck. Uh, nice. Love it. I'm, I love this episode because I'm going to listen to everything everyone mentions on this episode. And it's like sometimes I'm cramming for this. And I'm like, I don't know what to fucking I have this huge list of like 40 something albums and I'm like, I can't I can't give this all my time. So I just freeze and I just, you know, mm. just go back to listen to podcasts. I'm like, I don't know. I'm so glad that you said you're going to listen to all these because I'm going to pivot my list on the fly now to just make you listen to MGK and Coheed, um, DJ Baxis, Khaled, Baxis 4. Vaxus eighteen. Okay. DJ Khaled, no. Yeah, yeah. Good. Did he have an album that came out this year? Yes. So I thought that was last year. (laughs) He definitely bought an album like the last two years. I I think think it was the Black Adam soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, did the Rock make an original song for the Black Adam? It's about drive. It's about Black Adam power. Oh, okay, cool. Um, That was on the Babylon soundtrack. (laughs) 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 That's Danny's number nine. Drew number nine. Charlie XCX. Yo, thank nice. I'm so glad that you have this on here. I fucking love this album. Crash. Crash rules. Yeah. I mean, she rules. Uh probably my I guess my favorite pop star. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a I I guess I would call it my favorite of her albums so far. I don't think that that's a very popular take, but it's no one thinks that it's like in any way bad, if that makes sense. Like it's just so undeniably solid all the way through. Um, beg for you with Rina Sawayama is like, it's like a pop song that like, you're like, how did this, how did no one ever think of this? Like in the last like 20 years of this exact music existing, you know, like they, they just like, that's what she's really good at. She's like, she's a fan of pop. You know, she, she comes from it. Like it is annoying, but the way that like Will Toledo came to rock music, like as like a historian (laughs) of it, where like he's obsessed with every every single like place that he could draw from she's like that. And there's, so there's a lot of like early two thousands influence in late nineties. And then obviously eighties because we're way more into the synths, but that's also because it's like hyper modern. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of just combines everything that she's good at into one really, really, really good album. I think lightning is one of my favorite songs of the year. Lightning rules so hard. The beat on that song is just like insane. It's it's so super catchy. I this is and I think I have this at number fifteen right now on my list, and it could have been in my top ten. Really love it. Yeah, she's super cool. She gets. I mean, there's like this little circle of like alternative, uh, progressive pop uh, 
women who like you know like produce and like feature on each other's tracks and it's with like rena and people like christine the queens and caroline polachek who rocks by mm-hmm. the way she put out an album that i i wasn't in love with last year but um she's great on this album uh it's just yeah it's it's like i couldn't really fault the album for anything it's it's like near perfect charlie xcx crash hunter number nine my number nine is the unraveling of pup the band nice um this album rocks this album is rock and roll um i like i had kind of a moment whenever i was listening uh to this in preparation for this figuring out this is gonna make the cut of my list and everything and it's that i don't think that any modern band hates being a band more than pup does like if that makes sense like they just yeah, the more popular they get too. They kind of just have so much resentment. And it's funny because I I love Pup, listen to Pup for years, and their kind of like punchy teenage angst that they have has just kind of turned into this like sense of just pure like despair. Um but the irony to that is lyrically they're kind of becoming more existential, filled with like more dread of just the looming everything around them throwing a pandemic on top of it and this might be their catchiest album to date like there's just kind of straight bangers like all throughout this entire album and it's not to say like they they still have found a way to reinvent themselves in a way that is uh more uh has like kind of a wider appeal to other people without losing the pluckiness that kind of made them special in the first place. Um, like I I'm thinking specifically of a song like totally fine and robot Le- writes a love song. Like the first couple yeah. main songs on the album are just really catchy songs that could have come out. They almost could have been like cage, the elephant songs If cage, the elephant went a little bit heavier with their sound instead of going full alternative in the direction that they kind of went in. Um, and then, they are incorporating more different sounds into their music. Uh, something like Relentless or especially Habits has like this synthy kind of 5-4. I don't even know if it's actually 5-4 time signature, but it's a, like a very uh, irregular kind of beat to it that super cool really is showing that they are kind of willing to expand their sound and evolve um, this is kind of another man. They aren't reinventing the wheel. They aren't changing what made Pup special, but this is the next logical step in the best possible way. Um, and then their final song in the album, Pup the Band Inc. is filing for bankruptcy, <laughs> is the best closing track that they've had yet to an album. And they've had pretty good closing tracks to all of their albums, but that one just kind of has this point of dread towards everything around them, but kind of a sense of acceptance of like, well, this is as good as it's going to get. So I should try to make the best out of this. It's not going to change the way that I'm feeling about anything, but things just are what they are. And then we just kind of go on through all this. Well, it's, I think it's also about what happens when this scrappy punk band starts to get like famous yeah. and, and successful. I mean, that's the whole, the the whole the, metaphor of the album yeah. is about them selling out. <laughs> like, exactly. That's the whole thing. It's like, you're basing your entire thing off of the fact that everything sucks. You have to fucking scrape for every dollar. And then it's like, suddenly you don't have to do that. Maybe, maybe you still have to do that a little bit, but not to the same extent. Right. And it's like, Oh shit. 
everything we were basing our entire artistic musical uh, firepower off of has to change now that you've reached this next level of success. You're not scrapping along. And I, I love that they kind of tackle that in this album. It's, and I love their sound. Every album is, is just, they just hit. You can tell you're listening to Pup. You know, it's one it's, of those. Well, you can tell you're listening to Pup, but every album does still have its own sound to it. Like nothing is sounding like crazy different tonally or anything like that. But every album that they have put out so far feels like a cohesive thought. And I feel like this is probably the best version of that cohesive thought. There's even like skit interludes kind of of the four chords of learning to play a piano like three different uh interludes that come in throughout the album that just work really great the unraveling of the pup the band all caps they gave it the tar treatment uh with the tilde uh the unraveling of the band (laughs) that is hunters number nine we're on to number eight boys i don't i don't want to interrupt with some sad news but um, I just got word that a second snowplow has hit Jeremy Renner. <gasps> Fuck! No, no. Wait, are you serious right now? <laughs> don't fuck it. Don't fuck with me right now. And just drive. Is he okay? Came in through. I am going. I will grab the my hospital. <laughs> I will grab my Hawkeye action figure. Um, Tell it to me straight, Doctor. It yeah, it took, Dr. Dre. It took his other leg. <laughs> Do we think that he is like kind of? He's got a notepad. He's just cooking up music this whole time oh, while he's locked shit. up there. Are we gonna, gonna get drop are we gonna get his version of Black Star? But <laughs> instead of dying, it's about his experience Wait, getting hit by has, a snowplow. Has has everyone here seen Glass Onion? Yes. Oh, yeah. The Jeremy Renner hot sauce joke. <laughs> Renning hot. I wanted to fucking Great stand name. up and cheer when I saw <laughs> that's a, a moment where me and Ernest are in the theater I'm just like elbowing the shit out of Ernest's ribs next to me like oh, they're doing it it's the fucking Renner hot sauce <laughs> um my garbage ring my number eight album of 2022 is Jack White's fear of the of dawn, you're you're so in the bag for Jack. Can't White. quit him. Very blue. This album you. is really good. It's a very blue album cover. Yeah. It's not. It's one of two Jack White albums that came out this year, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the second one was the same songs, just acoustic. Oh, um, which are also good. Is that blue? It is, I believe, sepia. Oh, black and white ish. Um, not blue. Uh, this album rocks. I brought it up in our mid-year draft that we did um, about six months ago, and I was calling my shot because I was suspecting that it would make my top ten. I think it was my only music pick uh, in my draft. Wow! And yeah, it stuck around the whole way. I for a minute there, I thought it wouldn't, just because it's you know a really stacked year, and I was wondering if I should make room for something else that I hadn't already talked about, but just revisiting it, it fucking rocks. This guy is really fucking talented at what he does and he's not fucking around. He's not trying to do any experimental shit. Um, like in his previous album, he just does a really amazing down the middle rock and roll album and still slips in a couple Jack white isms, a little, little Q tip here, little, uh, You know, little uh, just kind of. Uh, he doesn't go off the rails, <laughs> like you know. He doesn't go like Steve Vai on us, you know. He, no, yeah. no. I, I, well, now that you mention that, 
the way Jack White makes his guitar sound is unlike anything else. Yeah. I don't know what his pedal setup is or how he gets these sounds, but it's like it is just chef's kiss perfection. These I don't. There's guitars. actually uh, this was years ago, so this was like right around Lazaretto. There was a, a YouTube guy who like basically tried to figure out the Jack White sound to make it. It has like this like. It almost sounds like the guitar is like crying with every solo. Like it's like a this. Yeah. Like, it has yeah, like, like this human life voice. to them. Yeah, that's yeah. No, it's it's so unique that he just fully owns that sound. It's a good album. I I absolutely love it. It, it rocks hardcore. The only thing that rocks harder are albums higher up in my list. But I was just you know I was I'm becoming an old man. You know mm, you, you are. I like you classic are, you rock. Are, rock is not dead. You've always had this Jack White, this, this element of old guy to you, though. You you like Blunderbuss. Yeah. You know, Foo yeah, Fighters. I do, too. I, I like a lot of Jack White stuff, and I think this is closer to the top than it is, like, what was, what was the album before? Yeah. Um, this boarding is House Boarding House Reach. Yeah, I yes. was Reach. a huge fan of that. Yeah, but this he, one he was, got real weird with that one. Yeah, this one's, like, as close as it gets to, like, Blunderbuss for me. I, I like this album a lot. Um... It's in my honorable mentions, but I'm glad you mentioned it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good one. Down the middle, nothing crazy, doesn't overdo it. Good it sound. is Jack White's Fear of Dawn, my number eight. Danny, number eight. J.I.D., The Forever Story. Uh, we're going to have to wait on that. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Gonna I guess no on one's going to let me talk the rest of the... No, you're nope. fucked. <laughs> Drew, number eight. Black Country New Road. Uh, we're going to have to wait on that. I figured. For right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> number Here, eight? You go first. Yeah, this is my number eight as well. Um, Yeah, Ants From Up There is the album name. Um, Really just awesome album. The Did you know that the singer left the band immediately, like, the days before yeah. they released this album? Yeah, they recorded The singer who, like, made the album what it is? Yeah. Crazy. Weird stuff. What what's the behind the scenes situation? Um, he cited mental health issues. Oh, okay. You listen Which to the lyrics. You listen to it, and it's yeah, like, like, oh, like, that yeah. makes sense. This is a man who's very depressed and is going through a lot right now. Um, this album strikes me as like a modern analog to old Arcade Fire. If you really think about it, it took me a minute to to finally understand what I was liking about it. But like, I, when I listed it out, I was like, oh yeah, this is old Arcade Fire. It's like it's a big group of like super hipster people and they're making these, this really earnest and like emotional, like slow burn, like building folk rock music. That's just what arcade fire did back then, but it has a way different like sound to it and twist to it. Mm. Um, his voice alone, his voice is yes. a lot better than Will's. <laughs> he, he, I think this guy is an incredible voice. It, oh, it has like depth, but also a lot of vulnerability. I'm not saying he's an incredible singer, but his vocal quality is like top tier to me. I there is like one way that I would describe this album is it is like soaking wet in melancholy. Like there's just so much kind of like sadness to this album and i promise listeners my it, it does get peppier from here uh that i just listed two albums that i'm both describing that is filled with <laughs> despair but like this album sonically it's kind of like a peaks and valleys album not in terms of quality but in terms of just like we're gonna start with just like very slow very patient song making we're just gonna play this kind of same progression 
over and over again, and they kind of keep building on it and keep adding another layer and keep adding a la- another layer. It almost has, uh, you mentioned Arcade Fire, but this doesn't make sense as far as like the type of music that they're making, but what LCD Sound System does with a lot of their songs, where it's just like, yeah. we're just going to keep throwing another instrument at this and another instrument at Layers. this and just kind of keep building on this until it reaches this full kind of epic landscape epic sonic landscape that you're listening to um and then i mean you're talking about the singer and i think that my favorite song in the album the place where he inserted the blade is just like it's kind of like a gut-wrenching album like it's like made me like choked up before listening to this you can hear the pain in his voice as he is like screaming out these lyrics at time like his voice is almost cracking yeah. while delivering some of these lines it is it is some of my favorite vocals of the year like in my top five easily he he's he's really really good at delivering his own words sometimes his words are a little rot for me like a little bit like a little bit like uh overthought where it's like man this guy really this man really thought he was doing something the thing is he was doing something Mm -hmm. so i can forgive that you know what i mean um it's just it's i don't know it's like a powerhouse like that's how i would describe it the album it's just like it's it's so fundamentally sound and then it has all this this vulnerability and originality too i could put it higher uh, Mm -hmm. on my list and i wouldn't be upset my top eight is like really really tight uh and this to me is like a super super solid album for what it is you have to be in the right mood to listen to it is something that probably brought it down yeah i don't think i ever was this <laughs> this kept this kept getting recommended to me by the algorithm this was every time that i finished an album on spotify they were like you want to listen to chaos space marine though don't you like, and, just let's and I, liked, that there. I liked a lot of the songs but i never gave it the full album like track one I think that you treatment. would. I think that you would connect yeah. with it hard. I think that it, there's a lot of like I, I mean, will. Like I said, there's some arcade fire in there. Mm. I will. I. I. This was just one of the ones that just like it's on the list here of of things that that I liked. I just it kept getting knocked down because I never was like, all right, here we go. Ants from up here, track one and on. But now that you guys put it on there, I'm gonna give it the chance. I also feel the same way. Not to spoil anyone's list here, but I don't know. Uh, the big thief album. Um. Yeah, I Dragon uh New Warm Mountain, I believe you, believe in you. Um that's I feel exactly the same way about that album. I don't think kept, I'm, I'm not old enough for Big Thief yet. It kept <laughs> getting recommended to me and I like the songs, but it was just one of those things. It's like the St. Vincent effect from last year where I'm like, "Shut the fuck up." I'm <laughs> <this> <laughs> fucking Stop it, Spotify. Stop it. I don't want to. I, I will say I'll this I'll let you know when I want to. I think this album, more than any other album this year, benefited from me just working from home and having the luxury that I work a job where I can just listen to music all day because this album is almost patient to a fault with some of its song writing choices. Like They really are just going to kind of keep there and almost lull you into this like false sense of security. Not to say that shit doesn't get crazy, because there is still plenty of like experimental rock that's happening on this album. Yeah, it gets but, noisy. It gets it gets weird. But there's like a whole lull, especially right after Goodwill Hunting into the place where he inserted the blade, which is kind of this big blow up moment. And then the final track, Basketball Shoes, too. But like 
where you are just those fully. Are, those are all like so good. Like, yeah, all, each like, of those songs is, is like unbelievable. Just like perfect song. I, I should have put it higher. If I had given the whole thing, it's like you said, it just, it takes energy to listen to this yeah. band. Well, no, that's the thing is that it was nice of me working from home. Cause I could just throw it on track one. I'm doing other stuff in the background and then I'm just like, humming along to myself and i'm like fuck it got it got my head again there i guess go. i'm just gonna fire it up yeah. again i'm gonna fire up intro and just kind of ride through shout out to when hunter quoted this album in our goodwill hunting Everyone episodes yeah, instead of cool. saying goodwill she hunter billy Eilish style i know he fucked up so That's hard insane he insane. fucked up so bad i listen i think that history books will show that uh <laughs> I was on the right side of history. <laughs> did you see I put the Southie boys on the, the table yeah, here? I did. Claiming they're the little gold men. Well, you've now been to Southie. So what's I it have. like? I, um, I sat on the bench. Actually, I didn't sit on the exact bench because some fucking lady was hogging it. God. Yeah, like, I'm imagining it was like a homeless lady sleeping <laughs> yeah, on it. You're like, what, do you <laughs> know what bench you're on? Here. <laughs> she was feeding like all the squirrels. So. <laughs> I don't think, hey, I think she's the bird lady from Home Alone 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she, I guarantee you, I did not talk to this woman, but I guarantee you she was like, mm, I'm the biggest Robin Williams fan. I'm going to be in everyone's pictures. Do you think that she was there and she was just like, re, like reciting the screenplay for Goodwill Hunting in her head as she was sitting on the bench? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. How about them apples? All right. How about my number seven apples? Yeah. We're back okay. around to me <laughs> after me Black Country New Road being Drew and Hunter's number eight. My number seven is SOS by SZA. If I had if I had more time, it, yeah. it definitely could have made my exactly I, my I problem. Feel the exact, had no time. I this is like just so high up on it my things. Like, yeah, I was like, fuck. I already like had my list, my long list ready. I just didn't have space to throw anything else on there. I listened through this a few times though, and it's it's great. I mean, it's fucking, it's SZA. It's, it's just yeah. SZA doing her thing again. I, I had to shuffle a couple things out to make room. Um, we'll, we'll get to it in honorable mentions probably unless somebody else mentions them. But I'm glad it lived up to, you know, that vibe, kind yeah. of like last minute, like, oh shit, here we go kind of vibe where, you know, we wait until the very end of the year to make our lists. And every once in a while you get an artist that just slips one under. And for me, uh, it's a long one. Yeah, a little too long. Yeah, it's like it's too veering long. on that one There's and a half hour mark. But I, I was just listening to it, you know, these last couple of weeks, and I'm like, damn, I don't really want to skip any of these songs. It, it's a vibe. It's a good vibe. It's, it's like got that 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 hip hop feel to it. There's like a couple more upbeat tracks like F2F. I think that's like the one track that kind of gets more. That's like poppy the most rock. Swift like song ever. Mm -hmm. It She, she knocks it out of the park. Yeah. She does a great job. She's, at she's it. good at pop. And also, yeah, the, it's a lot more hip hoppy than um, control. Like yeah. def definitely, which mm -hmm. I think benefits it. I, I, I like, love control too. Yeah. Control is phenomenal, but control is also like super tight. So it's hard to compare the two albums at all. Like they're very, very different. Yeah. yeah. Um, early on, you got Kill Bill, which just it's that's a hook Banger. that just gets Banger. in your head. Um, and then, you know, you've got Don Tolliver in there. Uh, with sure. Views. It was really good too. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers is on Ghost in the Machine. Great song. Um, Notice Me is another song that I, I love that song. Yeah. Open it's Arms with one. Travis Scott and the penultimate track, Good Days. Is just another banger. That was I, the first mm, single, right? Yeah, twenty-three songs. 
yeah, maybe a little bit too much, but it's just so talented. It's just a lot to like make, you know, to like make my list. I just, I needed, I needed a couple more listens. It's my own fault. I'm Um, sorry. I don't get tired of listening to her voice. She is Mm -hmm. such a talented singer, like unbelievable. It's Mm -hmm. incredible. I feel like every year there's an album where it's like, I know that that would have made my list if I would have given it the time that it needed to get on there a little too last minute and it was i just didn't have time for it but other i i'm glad that it's on your list because I, it's great from every time yeah to it. from the limited time i had with it um i think that the one thing i realized is that she's really growing as an artist she i felt like control was it was much more like angsty and this is like her kind of like realizing that she she can handle her like problems in a different way, in a more mature way. And she kind of conveys those feelings. Like, obviously she still has those moments of anger. Like when she's talking about smoking on my X pack, yeah. like, she like how she reacts, like she's very reactionary, but I, I just really like that. She took a, like a step forward as an artist and really, um, she really like found a way to like deal with her problems in a mental way. So it's almost like, I mean, I like to think of it that this is going to be like a trilogy almost mm. where like control is like her trying, like losing control of herself. SOS is her calling for help and like wow. acknowledging it. And I'm thinking, like this. I'm thinking that like, there's going to be something else of like her, like settling it. You wow. Know? I hope that we don't have to wait another five years to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, control was like one of my favorite albums like ever. And, um, and that's an amazing album. Yeah. And, but like this one, I was like, I know it's good, but I just didn't have the time for it. It's yeah. It, I mean, it's really sensitive. It's really emotional, and yeah, it's it's got that groove, baby. She's she's super unique. She's super. <laughs> he fucking is old. He is. It's old. got I that know. groove, baby. This is groovy. SOS by SZA is my number seven. Next up, Bob Dylan. <laughs> the new stuff remastered, twenty twenty two. That would suck if if any if any of us <laughs> ever put a remaster in our list. I would kill. I you. think the closest thing that. Wait till uh, like I ever year did 10 of this was, podcast. I did car seat headrest, uh, yeah. but that was a re-recording. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's different. That's, different. that's a little different. That's different. All right, Danny, number seven. Uh, number seven is Foles, Life is Yours. Yeah, nice. you're a Foles guy. I am. Uh, is this another one off. of those fake bands like My Morning Jacket? No. no this no, is, this I, is a real I, band. It's The Foles. I love them. <laughs> See, I like Carson the Wentz Foles. better than than Foles. Carson Wentz, even though Foles started the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, he did. I'm more now of a Sam Ellinger kind of guy, personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's pretty uh, pretty short summary. I mean, you're not expecting much with Foles, like when it comes to like songwriting in terms of it's uh, this album is just fun and dancey, which is weird because their previous albums had a lot of like really like heavier stuff, but then. Right before this album released, their keyboard, their keyboard is just left. Like he, he was, and so, and they got happy. Yeah, it was super, <laughs> super dancey, super poppy, super, you know, um, just funky. It's just a fun album. Um, you know, you can't really fault them for releasing something like this. It's it's right down the middle with their like more popular stuff from like the older days, like 2013 and stuff. It's just reimagined almost. Um, I think with a couple of the songs, they're really trying to get on the radio and they are 2am over. Yeah. Over in Europe, they're, they're massive. They're like, they, they were one of the headliners, I think for Glastonbury. 
Ooh, wow, I love Ooh. the folds. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? So, what accent was that one? Because that was different than your British accent. Yeah, so British. British. It's more European, you know, like Central. That's just general Europe. Yep. Central Europe. <laughs> well, the lead singer is Greek. You're going full globalist out here, and you're just like, yeah, all of Europe will meld into one accent, and it will sound exactly like this. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Tim it's Gunn. a... <laughs> this album is a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. They uh, they really, you know, push forward. It's, it starts off with, like, their dancey stuff, and then all of a sudden it gets to, like, this, like, weird, more, like... Um, uh, like fill the room kind of sound thing with Giannis kind of just singing over it. Um, that's kind of like how it ends, but it's it's just consistent. Uh, there, for me, there weren't many skippable songs, or there weren't any for me in this one, uh, but I really enjoyed it. I like it a lot. I like them a lot. They'll probably always be on my list as they make albums. Yeah. You yeah. like you like all of the indie bands that like slip through the cracks for me for some reason. Well, you're going to see my next one. Uh, spoilers uh, this is a great album i like this yeah. album I, I know lee mentioned them too yeah, yeah she loves the foals yeah. um we're big fans in the home uh life is yours by foals yep number seven drew number seven this is going to upset me when i listen to this in the future that this album is this low it's push a t uh yeah. you're gonna have to say that okay yeah. I, I knew we would and i'd it could be higher for it's. It's like probably it might be my most listened to album of the whole year. But it's I couldn't. There were certain things I could not put it. That's above. a joke, right? <laughs> no. Okay. Here, Drew. List and podcast don't lie. Um, it's a play on neck and wrist. Yeah. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. But it's list and podcast. They rhyme with that. Don't mm-hmm. lie. Um, my number seven. We might have to wait on. It's Alpha Zulu by Phoenix. Yep. Okay. You'll, you'll nice. have to wait. Man, I didn't I haven't listened to that yet. Well, you're about to hear about you're it. You're about to hear us. <laughs> we're gonna spoil this album for you. Yeah. Um, um okay. Six. We're back, we're back to me. Okay, my number six. I think you guys might have this, but I had I you know, I like to do this thing sometimes where I like to leave albums off that I know you guys are gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. But this is an album that like was off my list because of that reason until like the last week or so. Then I listened to it and I was like, brother, Ramona Park broke my heart. Uh, by, you're going to have to wait on that one. By Vince Staples. Yeah, you're going to have to wait on you that one. You were a little hip hop boy this year. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get into it. Look at you. <laughs> we're going to get into the, the wow. hip hop on my list. I'm going back to back right now. All right. Yeah, look number you. six, uh, Danny. Number six is Asphalt Meadows by Death Cab for Cuties. I'm so glad. That, yeah, this, this is number 13. Like this was right. It could have easily been my top 10. This yeah. album fucking rules. Yeah. So good. I mean, being a Death Cab fan, like for it was my second concert ever. Um, first was fallout boy, of course. Oh yeah, brother. Um, but I'm, this was just like, I felt like every death cab album leading up to this one had like five good songs and then five bad songs. And this one was just like clear from the beginning to end, just consistently great. Um, uh, I gotta be really clear about this. I have to put this on my list. Um, I don't have a choice. I have to face the facts. At this point, I look like a Death Cab fan. <laughs> I might as well just get a fedora. You're embracing yeah, your I, 30s I, of just being a Death Cab I, I have to, you know? Like, yeah. it's just who I am now. Um, Are you going to start wearing plaid pants? 
next year. You're going to see me in plaid pants. I'm going to bring the fedora. It's going to be full blast. Um, With a vest? Let's see. Yeah, this is them doing like old Death Cab in Mm -hmm. like a a more modern way. It really is. I mean, it's my favorite album that they put out since... Probably transatlanticism, to be perfectly honest. Danny, I really like Danny, that. Would you out set the record straight on how to pronounce that? Is it not transatlanticism? I thought it was transatlanticism. That's just what I've never. I, well, you said that earlier, and I realized I've never heard it said aloud in my life. I don't know. I don't hang out with Danny I've never, enough. I've never, <laughs> I've never asked anybody how it's pronounced. But like, I'm not going to. of those things where I'm not going to discriminate. I just like transatlantic. Um, it's pronounced the one with the bird on it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I did. I really like their album from 2013. 13, I want to say. It's definitely transatlanticism. Uh, yeah, so there we go. So I was right. Okay, so he um, you, you just said I, both at the same time. <laughs> no, that was so that. fucked up. Um, transatlanticism. I honestly, Danny, I've gotten, I don't know what happened this year. Maybe it's something changed inside of me. Welcome. I got in the Death Cab Hive this year. Welcome. I to like old just age, really. <laughs> Welcome. I think that this is it. Like, it's old I just reached dude. the point where I just like you were always nearby. Well, I was listening to Asphalt Meadows, and I just kind of couldn't stop listening to this album whenever it came out. Popped up in release radar, just kept listening to it, and I was like, "Well, let me go back and listen to the old stuff." Love Transatlantic when there's Atlanticism, Atlanticism, <laughs> uh, and then listen to that. Listen to Plans, of course. You know, I knew like the hits that I will follow you into the dark. What about like what about a uh, Postal Service? You into that? You know that? Oh, I love Postal Service. That album is fucking incredible. They're doing and, a joint tour. Yeah, yeah, where they're doing Whoa. transatlanticism. He's he's doing a joint tour. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> him. It's him. Um, That's right. It's he's in both. In yeah. honor, I mean, it's to pay the it's to pay the alimony to Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, Zoe Death <laughs> Channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's used to a certain lifestyle, and his his billions in indie cred are, are paying for it. Not not her new girl syndication money. Yeah. Is, is this album about how he has realized that he's better than her? No, it's actually, um, it's kind of like a reintroduction to post pandemic life, you know, like he, it's like him being older and like, he's not that like cute little indie boy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like him. Like, I think there's one song where he's kind of like in the pandemic. I miss strangers. It's one of my favorite ones. He's like, these days I miss strangers more than I miss uh, my yeah. friends. So, oh, that al- that song is so good. Yeah, I, I love that song. You know, it's funny. This, I of course, Death Cab is much older, much more seasoned than them. But this album does remind me a lot of the Pup album as well, where it's just like artists kind of looking inward and realizing that they weren't the young, spunky kids busting onto the scene that they weren't that they once were, and trying to figure out like what does that mean for them? Like trying to reestablish some of that old spark that they had originally that brought them to music in the first place, but also reinvent themselves and make themselves more modern. And I, I really love this, uh, this whole album um, here to forever is just, Oh, here to forever is so just good. Man. Such a good, just song. so beautiful of a song. Uh, uh, Roman candles, was Roman like candles. an excellent, like um, first single, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect, but it's like, it's punchy. It's loud. It's like a big, like, um, like, like, I don't know, like fireworks moment for them. You yeah. know, it was just like really the, cool. the production on this is really clean. It's top really notch. great. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Very. Um, but he, do, he, he yeah. doesn't do anything fancy. Like he knows what's good. It's like the catchy hooks. Um, there's a little bit of like unique instrumentation in it too, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, he doesn't step too far from the middle. He just get, delivers exactly what us, you know, 
old Death Cab fans want to hear. The olds. It, yeah. It is funny. This album kind of has, I don't know if you felt this way. This album has the flow of a live concert to it if that makes any sense where like you have almost like the big dancey explosive songs of like roman candle and the asphalt meadows and it's like all right everybody let's take a beat and listen to Rand mcnally yeah. like it's just like it has an incredible yeah. it's it's an album's album like it really does have like a high peaks and then yeah. we're just gonna bring it back down for a second and then we're gonna rise back up and but then, yeah. but heavy for death cab is still nice yeah you know yeah. even you know like it's still you can still <laughs> listen to the whole thing like chilling without your heart rate getting too intense. Mm, there's there's moments that it gets kind of, you know, like louder, obviously, not like metal, but um, I just saw them at Austin City Limits and I was like blown away. They're coming actually to the Hard Rock pretty soon. I already got my tickets, obviously. Yeah, oh, you've yeah, had yeah, them. I got, I got to get my tickets. Yeah, yeah. You've had them for a um, minute. But yeah, I mean, Fox, Fox, uh, wait, Fox Glove and the, Through the Clear Cut, which is another really good one. Which like starts off really slow into like this really powerful like it reminds me of uh, this is the end by Phoebe Bridgers like how it kind of like yeah. builds up to Ooh, something beautiful. I like that. Um, but yeah, great album, uh, Ben. I'm gonna keep listening forever, so keep it coming. You know, Death ben. Cab for Cutie, Asphalt Meadows is Danny's number six. Drew, number six. <clears throat> Alex G. Speaking yeah. speaking of indie legends, nice. God save the animals. So he's been very, I guess you could say quietly. He's been like not very heralded, but making just absolute classic albums, like one by one by one. Um, The problem is in like, you know, in like 2011 or 2012, whenever he got famous, he absolutely exploded onto the scene as this like premier, like indie folk male manipulator music guy. (laughs) Um, And he it's as far as publicity goes, it's been just chasing that high ever since the thing is he doesn't make music to chase that high. He's evolved with every single album as an artist. Um, and I think that's really cool. And I think in 2019 is when house of sugar came out, if I'm not mistaken. And that, that was pretty high on my list as well. Um, that album might be better than this one. That album to me is like in retrospect is like a psychedelic, like folk, like masterpiece album um super weird this this is a little more digestible if you want to get into newer alex g no parentheses sandy anymore we we don't say that um don't dead name him that was 2019 what house of sugar Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um it's just he he combines a lot of things that no one else is able to combine and still be like very very listenable like it's it'll be really lo-fi and then hi-fi, and then super auto-tuned, but then really, really naturalistic and grounded in the recording. He'll use, the way he uses piano in both of his last couple albums, it reminds me of um, Fiona Apple's last album, where like, it sounds like the mic is like across the room. Yeah. Like you hear the room in, in so this cool. album. And, and it's the same with his um his drum kit in, in this album. Like it you you hear the space that he's recording in in a really cool way. Um, and I wish more bands would do that, especially with piano. It has like a very, very, very uh, usable sound that I feel like not enough people are taking advantage of. Also, especially how like HD our music is nowadays. You know, we're yeah. not listening through like little mono speakers anymore. Like you could really take advantage of shit. Like I know. That. And a lot, you know, some of it is a matter of access because like having a 
piano is a lot harder than having yeah, yeah, yeah. a, you know, I have like a little Akai mini synth for 99 right. bucks. Um, but it sounds fucking incredible. And the fact that he's able to combine that with the, the hi-fi with the electronics and then with like noise rock and then with like really, really traditional folk with like fucking violins and fiddles and that type of shit that shouldn't all work together. And it only does because this dude has a really ridiculous feel for his own music. Like he knows exactly how to make it all work. And I think it's the, the secret ingredient is that his composition is still simple, even though everything going on is really complicated um, and verbose. Like it, he still bases every song around a pretty simple progression. And then he, he alters it and, you know, he augments it and he changes it and he adds like, weird elements that you would never expect uh it's i don't know i think i think that he's one of the most like unheralded artists he's kind of memed in like the indie sphere as as like you know like a an example of of like an annoying indie solo artist of like 2011 or whatever but then b yeah people people call it like male manipulator music but they all you know in the same vein as like people call, say like soccer mommy is that as well like it, who also put out a really good album this year yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't make my list but yeah that was a good a, album that was a great album um this is just i don't know i think this dude is doing very very unique uh stuff that a lot of people could get into but i don't think that he's I don't know. I don't, I don't think that he's get, he gets like the, the press or the credit that he should anymore. Alex G. What's the name of the album? Um, God save the animals. Hell yeah. That's Drew's number six. Hunter. Number six. My number six is Jid. J I D the forever story. Here we go. Um, to it. This album fucking rules. It kind of, really snuck up on me. It was one of those albums that whenever it came out, like there was a couple people, like the, some like cool people, like hip hop people are like, this is the true album of the year that nobody's ever going to talk about. And then it kind of blew up and got the recognition that actually the deserved. Needle drop made um, his number two. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, okay. So I guess it is. It's being properly recognized. It was his number um, two. It was his number two. This album. Wow. I mean, I mean, it's rightfully so. I can't, I can't really argue with it. Like it's my number six and it, it's there's kind of no, reaching the point where there's it's no miss moment. Exactly. Like that's the thing where it does the thing that's a lot of times a really hard act to do in hip hop albums, which is balancing kind of this heady story, especially whenever you're really like laying on the line and trying to tell like a deeply emotional story with also just writing bangers. And this album just has banger after banger. This is, um, it's the best use of beat switches in a song since Astro World, and I think that it's better than Astro World. Really, at like, significantly better. The beat, the beat switches that he, what makes them so impressive, is that he raps over those same beats that he switches to with multiple cadences every yes. time, and he gets a different flow, like like three different flows per beat switch sometimes, and then he can go back to like the original cadence that he had on the first beat with the second beat. So it's because sometimes uh, uh, to be honest, you know, I like when beat switches are done well, but I think that with artists like Kendrick, Travis Scott, I mean, really they popularized beat switches, them. Beat switches have been around since fucking gangster girls mixtape. So like they didn't make like them overusing but, them. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's people who don't know how to use a beat switch where they're just like, Oh, beat switch. Now I'm going to make a second song and I'm going to make it 
tie it together with the first song. And yeah, that's just not the combine point of- two songs. No, it's not. That's not what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And I think that uh, JID, do you say JID or JID? I say both because I, I, th- like- I say JID because it used it's- to be J.I.D. It sounds like a slur when you say that. When, <laughs> when you say Jid, Hunter. Yeah. Well, I know, well, he, like, he, he just goes, Jid. yeah, he calls himself, yeah, he calls himself, like, Jid. People call him Jid, J-I-D. <laughs> now you're thinking about it. Does, it doesn't. People call himself, um, this the is J the word. Sequel. I say um, Jide. This is the sequel to The Never Story, which it was his first album. And then he released DiCaprio 2 shortly after that, which was also a really good album. But this album just really put him ahead mm-hmm. of the pack when it comes. For me, personally, He's a top five rapper right now because of this album. I, 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 to be honest, like if you're just talking just full bars rapping, I don't have a much of an argument against you. Like it is, I, to be honest, I, I haven't really listened to a ton of his work before. Like I know him more so from features than anything else. Like he's featured on a ton of great stuff. Yeah, I'm like, like J. Cole oh. is on Jay's label. Yeah. I'm so. like, oh, it's the guy who kind of sounds like Anderson Pack, but like is a better rapper. Um, and like, I mean, the this production credits just, like were absurd. Oh, it's it's dumb from everything yeah. from like James Blake to Keishonada to Thundercat. Thundercat. JD Beck actually yeah. produces and writes on this album Ooh. too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, this for people who don't know, uh, it's a technically a double album. It's two eight tracks. Uh, the Forever Story. If you turn eight on its side, it's is, the is Infinity the symbol. Stuff? Um, yeah. That's not even dissect. That's literally it's look at it um, <laughs> how does he do it just, how does this guy do this but like it's it's about his life like so much of this album is very personal it starts out the first like main track uh radar radar is kind of laser beam <laughs> <laughs> it's using it's like incorporating this whole like there's been a personal foul number six on the defense unsportsmanlike conduct <laughs> i because it's him talking about his life. Like originally he was actually, he's from Atlanta and he was a cornerback and was freshman player of the year in Atlanta. Oh, so and yeah. 2007. Had, yeah. He talks about that. Yeah. That he, song. he had like all of this promise for actually being like a really successful football star, got caught up in some personal troubles, what have you, and kind of turned to hip hop of just like hanging out, like rapping over like friends beats and everything. And then became fucking incredible at it and just kind of pivoted his whole life. Turns out good career choice uh, for him. Yeah. Much less brain damage this way than the route. Number one. Um, I, um, and this album just, it's really about that story. It's about his family. Like this has like actually his dad talking on him, his sisters and his brothers talking on the combo talking about him and sitting him like the, uh, how those clothes track, uh, side one and open side two. Yeah. Sitting him with, uh, with James Blake on the chorus. Yeah. Like it's so good. Uh, It's such a fantastic album. Uh, my only problem with it, and the one thing, very small, minute long, 21 Savage. I can't stand him, bro. <laughs> I really can't. Like, that's just my problem with him. He's I thought just, um, the, his album with Drake was your number one. Uh, we'll get to that. Her Loss? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. I can fuck with some 21 Savage. Cash in, cash out, cash in, cash well, out. Well, that, that's like Pharrell and Tyler, which like really carry him. But they, like- they gave Mr. Man's the hook for a reason. He can do, he just can't do like a whole song a lot of the time. You know, has he taken up the Big Sean space of like, I love him as a feature and don't give me a 21 Savage album? It, exactly. Well, I, I don't love him as a feature either. I just, I think like the monotone, like 
and his his lyrics are so tasteless it feels like it's a, like what's the bar he has it's like never uh, forget in Barty or Cardi where he says uh tell the waitress I ain't tipping I like hot sauce on my chicken there there was a bar nice. he had in this one that was like turn around you're giving me slurp I hit it from the back like what <laughs> like dude stop like you know I mean like uh JID just completely bodies him on that song and like really overtakes the I, feature. But also Surround Sound is like one of the like catchiest oh. songs on the entire well, album though. The so video so for good. it is absurd too and like the feature the or the the sample he uses it uh too. I mean he like it does it's a really good video. I definitely recommend it. His use of homophones is really cool. He does mm-hmm. a lot of like references to like sports in 2007. He references sports a lot. I don't know if you saw the dissect like post about it, but like he, there's like a line where he goes, "You know, I'm a rant when I talk to Ja," which is like I'm gonna rant when I talk to Jesus, but it's also a reference I'm, to I'm, Ja Morant. Ja Morant. I'm a rant. Yeah. yeah, when I talk to Ja, I'm glad to hear I, all this because JID uh, for me had always been someone that I was. It was really easy to recognize that he was talented, but the music just wasn't coming together. But I haven't listened to this album yet. It's. I think it's there's a lot of like. It's very diverse, too, I will say, and like the sound that he is pulling in from. It's not just the same beat that's recycled over and over again. I mean, the production, you mentioned it, it's just kind of incredible on here. Like you can go from something like Surround Sound or uh, Can't Make You Change uh, and then also go to something like Cody Blue 31, which is just yeah. like swing on, swing on. It's just kind yeah. of like more swing of like a full ballad. Like it just rules. Love this album. I've only um <clears throat> I've only listened to a couple of tracks off of this. Uh Dance Now, I think is the Dance Now. Yeah. yeah the, the Earth Gang. One. Or uh no no no, that's the Kenny Mason one. Can't Punk Me is the Earth Gang song. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna give the whole thing a shot. I think it's true. like it's not my number one hip hop album this year, but like personally, but I think it's definitely the best one. Like it's just not my favorite one, if that makes sense. That's like, fair. I think it's objectively the best one this year. By your scoring rubric? Well, my scoring rubric, another album scored higher. Okay. It's just this album is objectively better as a project to, like, sell to someone else. It's kind of like a perfect, like, classic hip-hop album. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of, it's not reinventing the wheel in a lot of ways, but it's just kind of doing it perfectly. I thought like, your, um, your rubric was supposed to be a, purely objective scientific yeah but then, this is so but i love how death cab for cutie you're like yeah this is just scientifically a better album i just <laughs> well, gotta see, put this higher it's because because there's a little point system i didn't tell like like mark i didn't tell you about and it's like how much i like it means to me like how, right like, so that's like <laughs> another soul, part it's like the soul like how it hit you kind of right thing, you know because it's just like you never know when Machine Gun Kelly's going to hit you. Mm-hmm. You never know. You know? Does, so he, it's like, does he, he never feature know. on this, Did by the way? Did he hit you? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard from Megan Fox, personal personal friend of the pod. I think he, I don't think that we shouldn't, we shouldn't make abuse allegations against him because there are plenty of times that he himself said that he wants to fuck underage girls that we could talk about yeah, instead. Yeah, well, so can I, well... And we should probably take a break because we're going into the the top five anyways. But I did I have seen Machine Gal- Kelly live before. Whenever he didn't go by MGK, it was just Machine Gun. Yeah, Kelly. he opened for Fall Out Boy, which was is a great sign for where they're at in um, terms of music. <laughs> well, what if I told you that the first time that I saw the Black Bear opened up for them? So, uh, and both times they were really playing up to the teenage girls that was were that the first time you stage. saw them. 
Uh, no, I saw them at Big O in 2014. Yo, Young the Giant. R.I.P. Big O. You Buddy Dyer. If you're Buddy, come here. Buddy? Buddy Dyer, bring back the Big O. I know that you single-handedly took it down. I don't have bring any pull with, with Orlando's government. I only have Orange County clout. Did Big O maybe stand for Orange County? Jerry. Jerry Demings? I know. Jerry. I think they were Jerry Bear. I know Jerry. I'll beat some ass. Jerry. I was actually at that show at the Big O. And I remember. We did, were there together. Well, and we met you at the Big O. What? <laughs> no, he's fucking. I was in. I was in VIP. I think. <laughs> oh, was he was in VIP. Oh, yes. was, VIP. Yeah. Well, no, it was like we. Long story. We just accidentally got into VIP, and yeah, it's weird. But uh, well, I mean, we didn't know you back then. Yeah, hardly. no, not too much. But I was there, and I remember dancing to Dance Dance, and some dude got mad, and I'm like, "How are you going to get angry at a Fall Out Boy concert?" Oh, get, get the fuck out of here, guy. <laughs> I um. Yeah, no, I remember uh, Big O got shut down because there was too much underage drinking. I was like, what the fuck, dude? And meanwhile, I had had like five Jaeger shots because they were just handing them out to children. Yeah. Oh, it was um, sponsored by Jaeger. So it does make sense. Yeah. By the way, Danny, you've been following all the Fall Out Boy stuff? What's, New album's coming out this year. It's happening. Dude, it's, I, I haven't liked anything yeah, since. What, no, they're what do like, you mean? No, they're like actually like going to put out I think the last thing I liked school. was uh, Infinity on dude, High. Lake, Inf- Lake Effect Kid. Well, rules. that was good too, but that's like an EP, isn't it? Yeah, no, but I mean, that's like, I think that they want to go that's back like, to more of a classic sound. Also, Folia so. Do rules. Uh, yeah. Don't get it twisted. Folia Do is, I think... Quite possibly the second best Fall Out Boy album behind, mm. behind Infinity and I. Folly Ado, it's an album for guys who are in their 30s. It's an, yeah, it's an album for music critics, which is exclusively guys who are in their 30s. And I, <laughs> as a man who's reaching the end of his life, I can relate to that. Ernie, okay. keep all of this in. <laughs> keep it all in. So we're, we're cutting this. We're cutting this. If right in, now? Right. We're waiting until right now to cut? We're, cu- How we're cutting you, this. Are we two hours in? Well, I'm, I'm gonna. A lot of this is gonna get cut out. It's nine thirty six, so we're we're cutting Which this here. We can this... say whatever the hell. We want. <laughs> not yet. It's not after. Can 10. you tell us when it's ten o'clock, Ernest? Um, this marks the end of part one of our best albums of twenty twenty two. Tune in for part two. Thank you all for listening. Oh. We have a whole other half of this episode to get into. Could you believe it? Oh, but we're cutting God. it in half. Who would have you? thought that we couldn't fit this all in one? Episode? What What am I gonna drink next? Oh, we're fucked. See you in part two. This world's so fucking fucked. <laughs> that was really good. He like muffles his mouth as he does it. Yeah. yeah. This world's so fucking fucked.